of the Fan Man Podcast. I'm DJ Go. Chris Davis. Sean Hogarty. Screw you, DJ. <laughs> wow, we're starting off with a bang. Uh, no reason. I just, uh, you know, once again, it's been a little long between recordings. And so I, you know, I just yes. want to get some of that on the, you know, on the record. So I feel free to, to be go. myself. That works. <laughs> okay. So a uh, bunch of stuff's happening. People call last... me the asshole. Good uh, work. I'm, uh, anybody that's following the arcs of our lives know that I'm, I'm drifting ever asshole word. <laughs> On a constant basis. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so. And it's not DJ's ha- fault. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. No, um, no so. Bunch, we're done. Bunch of stuff has happened since we talked last. Um, and we got some stuff coming up. Uh, so next week. So today is the 12th of September. Um, this Saturday is Batman Day. Is anyone plan on going to do any Batman Day stuff? I should. Uh, yeah. I mean, in theory, I should go to the Hall of Comics. Yeah, um, and I know that's just him. has a couple of Batman artists there. They're doing sketches and stuff. And I was supposed to go down to the D.C. area to see our friend artist Kenny Rubinus, who is at a uh, you know uh, a book convention down there uh, from the Netherlands. So he's you know closer oh, wow. than normal. And yeah. I was going to go down there and go to one of the Clerks Three fathom event showings and stuff like that but i just can't get away yeah but saturday is a steven gris's birthday so i'll be celebrating gris day while hopefully i can go to batman day okay with any luck i'll be celebrating his birthday with him a little early this week yeah he's gonna be right. in new york the next two days that's right conveniently oh, yeah, enough i have to go down for work yeah again awesome. i mean you've been there like three times already in the last couple of weeks. It's been ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we are fully in that cycle right now. Mm-hmm. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Okay. So, um, to try to keep things semi-topical, which I know isn't exactly what we do best, but, um, <coughs> this, last, rah, this last weekend was the, uh, the big D23 expo. Oh, yeah. Um, so they did a whole mm. bunch of stuff between movies and actually the movies wasn't a lot of news this year. So wait, D, D23 for, this- for. The vast bulk of people that aren't DJ or Chris, what's D23? It's basically Disney San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> That's right. All right. Pretty much. I know. How long have they been doing this? They started this- Six years ago? Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a few years now. Feels like it's longer than that, but- Yeah, it's um, it's a cool thing. I want to go it, one year. I'm telling <laughs> it'd you, be was, nice. Yeah. It made sense once they decided to buy all of the IP. <laughs> yes. Why do we need any of these other cons? We can just <laughs> right. do our own. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, they they do, you know, all the facets of the business, whether it's, you know, obviously there's a bunch of exclusive merchandise, which sucks because there's something that I really wanted and I couldn't get. And then oh. there's, um, oh, and then, you know, they do the the movies and the Star Wars and the parks yeah. and all that stuff. So we'll go over the park mm-hmm. stuff next time we do a Disney show. But, right. um, because we talk about it so much because we're all into all the, the streaming shows, let's go over all the Disney plus stuff that they, I, uh, yeah. I missed this because all the all the life going on in my universe. So I was actually psyched when you says the unemployed guy. Did that time to watch <laughs> Disney Plus for yeah the, the clock. You know, is ticking I, I on thought that. of that earlier <laughs> when we said we we're all so busy. I'm like, some guy's been hanging out for the last. I've I've little. been in like four countries, and you know, I, I've been I've been on the road, man. Trying to trying to preserve my. Haven't you future. been home for like three weeks or something? Like that? I I don't know. I mean, I get it. I went someone takes with a little longer at your a, age. We almost killed a goose, right? Oh yes. no, you did kill a goose. I was present in the car. You you totally <laughs> killed a goose. Anyway, yes, I have. The point I was going to make is that I really appreciated DJ laying out for me. Hey, go check out these trailers, right? The D twenty three stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm primed and actually informed. To talk about Ooh. at least those specific things. Excellent. Okay, so let's, let's go ahead and start with Star Wars. So there's there's two new Star Wars properties. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of Star Wars properties coming, but two that they had trailers for mm-hmm. um, at uh, D23. We're not going to go over Bad Batch because now let's watch Bad Batch. Um, yep. But uh, so first up is, um, I think it was like in two weeks, they're starting the uh, Andor series. Yes. Yes. Which is... Diego Luna's character from Rogue One, and basically the start of the Rebel Alliance in the Which Star Wars is universe. Fascinating to me. This show looks 
dope. Dope. <laughs> yeah. It looks, it looks so it looks good. So good. And it's like 14 hours or something like that. It's a lot yeah. of show. And aren't they? They're dropping what the first two or three right yeah. off the bat. Three on which opening is day. Rare. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, you have was uh, Sars guards in it, and I mean yeah. just. All these and, rich diplomat guys turning yep. sides and stuff. And <laughs> like we got this guy and then a bunch of other rich fuckers doing Mon government Mata shit. And, yeah. I, heard, I, I heard you might even get a Crix Nadine in this one from the guy who uh, was on the ship That's in awesome. Jedi and yep. just cool stuff like that. But I mean, but it looks, I was a huge fan of, I think we talked, we, I think yep. we're all huge fans of Rogue One. Yeah. It just hit a real yeah. good sweet spot as far as some story, like story where you needed story. Yeah. And now we're well, going to have the whole forming of that. And it just, it's, it's interesting to me. Well, and we had, we had Rogue One, which was the first, you know, the first deep world building, world enriching, you know, around the original trilogy that we'd had. And it really was pretty awesome the way they did it. The, uh, since then we've had a number of the shows, you know, that, that have come out, you know, Mandalorian and, uh, and, yep. uh, Boba Fett and, and that's, those have been largely further out from the core stories than Rogue One was, but they've definitely set the flavor of the production and their use of that volume stuff is just amazing. But to have now Rogue One effectively get its own prequel that is 10 times longer than Rogue One itself is with that quality, with the writing and the, the like, it's, I'm trying not to get too overexcited, but I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And it's cool because it's, I mean, it's going to be a little bit different tone too. Cause it is, it's almost like a spy, like a born movie. Yeah. Yeah, one of the, one of the, uh, the guy who directed born mm -hmm. legacy's doing it. So it should be interesting. Plus like, you know, I know you guys haven't watched rebels, but I have, they're probably going to mm -hmm. sneak some of the rebels characters into there. Um, mm -hmm. They're giving more context and layering to the Star Wars universe. Yes. It was a very simple story. Yeah. I mean, it was essentially Good, a bad. golden book in space yeah. mm -hmm. that we saw when we were kids. Golden here. book in space. And yeah. It really was. I mean, it's That's black, white. It, it's yeah. You could do it in Good, 12 bad. pages and understand the entire story. I had the white guy dressed in black. Yeah. It, you know, the whole yeah. thing. Old man, the young magic kid, trick that, pet dog. The magic trick they pulled off is tying it into the larger universe with essentially completely disposable characters yes you can build out this entire world and none of it bumps into or conflicts with yeah. what you already have for canon but it's yeah. more than that it actually supports and surrounds while maintaining that lack it of conflict context. yeah 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 no i i yeah watching it this... excited me i was already excited it's, just because it like, is yeah, beautiful yeah. canon fodder it's wonderful. It is. Well, it's going to have a like N O N yes, cannon yes. fodder. Very nice. I, right? No, it's, I think it's going to add a hey, cool. Hey, how kind dare of... you insult our audience? I assume they understood the spelling in both the references. That wasn't for the audience. That was for DJ. That was for DJ? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm kind of stoked to get this, like, you know, political thriller kind of angle to it, you know? It's, oh. I like all that stuff. This is how DJ learns about politics. Pretty much. Pretty much. But um, this goes back to why I still think Winter Soldier is the best of the Marvel. Movies. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. You have a spy thriller with mm -hmm. characters that you enjoy. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it's a, yep. it's a very similar thing. Um, yeah. So the other Star Wars show that they debuted a show for is um, an animated series mm -hmm. uh, called Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. And what this is gonna this is gonna be kind of cool too because it's gonna expand uh, again. They're all they're doing is it's expanding story where people want story. I think mm -hmm. with all these shows. Uh, it's going to be the story of, uh, number one, baby Ahsoka Tano being discovered to be Force-sensitive, mm -hmm. which yep. Ahsoka we, Tano- We've already is, established that baby versions or baby-referenced versions of characters we runs. know, we, we're suckers. Yeah. And also, like, Ahsoka Tano is a top-tier Star Wars character, even though she was created for the cartoons. Um, mm -hmm. You get that, and you get a very, uh, well, hopefully it should be an interesting story of how- uh, Christopher Lee's character, uh, Count Dooku, mm, yeah. um, betrayed the Jedi Order and went to the dark side. Yeah. Um, that and was, his Padawan, Liam Neeson. Yep. That was the one thing that, that I kind of bumped up against was, I love that they're doing that. The Christopher Lee impersonator, whoever is doing it. I mean, it's it's unfair, but I, I, did, I was like, that's not, it's not him. Best they can do, though. 
It's hard, yeah, but oh, yeah. it's not like he's one of your big three or something. Like that's a character you oh, can yeah. recast. Yeah, I I'll, think it's I'll the survive. same. Yeah. I think it's the guy who voiced Dooku in Clone Wars. I'm pretty sure it's the same. Oh, guy. I'm sure. Right, yeah. that would yeah. make sense. Yeah, but um, but again, again, that could you know, I think I think this one's like six or six. eight. It's like yeah. half and half or something yeah. like that. But again, you just you're you're expanding a story where you needed to fill in gaps. Like it would, you know, the whole like uh, and in this um trailer. You see what is most likely Darth Plagueis, Palpatine's mm-hmm. Sith Lord Master. Um, maybe get some Sifo-Dyas stuff, some stuff with the clone. I mean, who knows? But it's again, it's just it's in yeah. with it being animated. You have to worry about the whole like you know trying to young face a different actor, you know, yeah. recast yeah. a guy, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget the most important part: merchandising. Merchandising, <laughs> where the real money from the movies made. That's it. Jedi Tales: The Coloring Book. Jedi Tales: The Flamethrower. It's the whole thing. You're gonna have Ahsoka coming out of your ass soon. No, no, we, I mean, you already, we need to, you already do. We need I to mean, figure out how to insulate everywhere. DJ's wallet and the psyche from the wave of merch coming. I actually just ordered an Ahsoka wallet. No, I was kidding. God damn it! <laughs> no, I did. I swear, I swear. No, but I, Sean, again, you're so, essentially Anakin with the low ground right now. You can't win that battle. You're fighting uphill. You're gonna I'm be sorry, legless, D- armless. DJ's counterproductive, <laughs> self-damaging behaviors are the young ones, the younglings for me. Yes, yes. I'm coming much. in with my uh, lightsaber of preventing future uh, hope. <laughs> for pretty much, I see yeah. you coming down with a back injury after the first swing and some little guy <laughs> taking you out as you fell. I don't know what Ow. you're talking about. <laughs> I have the force on my side. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then there's... um, I'm trying to find the picture of it. There's another... We didn't, you know, there was no trail for it, but they're doing a, a like a Disney Junior Jedi show, um, yeah. called like Jedi Tale, uh, Young Jedi Adventures. I'm gonna show you guys a picture mm. real quick. Cool. Again, there's nothing for the audio. Um, yeah. We'll uh, describe audience. it for the hardest. Yes. This part of the episode is all for us kids. Hang with yes. us. Yep, it's all for us. Um, <laughs> As opposed to the rest of the episode. Yeah. It's just for Pretty the much. audience so, of again, listeners. I know nothing about any of these characters. But this little blue guy from this kid's show is probably going to be my next tattoo because he is adorable. You got to be, you are broken. You are such a broken person. Tell me the little blue guy isn't dope looking though. He's like, ah, little blue tell teddy me, bear. Tell me why table. you can have dope looking things all over the place coming in your eyes without being permanently and costly etched on your body. deficiency, Sean. We've, we've been over this many times. I like how he worked the costly in there. I don't think that's a word, but you knew what I meant. Yeah, Yeah, no, I did. They got a a Jedi Adventures Disney Plus show coming too with Yoda and um, an adorable little droid. It looks like uh, batteries not included and a cool little blue teddy bear kid with a lightsaber. And so I'm excited for the for the nephews to check that out and ask me for a stuffed animal for Christmas. (laughs) So um, you're just excited to be able to have an excuse to go shopping for the stuffed animal and assorted other sundry items. Okay, on to the next trailer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> you had um, something that's not part, I mean, it's a Lucasfilm property, but not part of one of these bigger universes. Uh, but something I think actually, I think I'm the most excited for this one. Uh, we got a more in-depth trailer for the Willow series. Yes. That's coming. Okay. Um, yeah. Willow, for me, for me, growing up, sneaky, sneaky good movie. I, I do enjoy the movie quite a bit. Um, and I like all that wizard and D and D stuff anyway. And this show looks excellent as well. I, I need to, I honestly am not sure I've ever seen Willow. I'm certainly fully familiar with it and the cast and the surrounding, but I don't think I've actually seen it. And watching the trailer, I was like, this is fan. You know, uh, if anything, I'm worried that the trailer is going to make it harder for me to enjoy you know, going back to pre-CGI, you know, <laughs> Willow. No, you, but, know, uh, you know what? Oh, like, clearly. It, it'll probably yeah. be a tough watch now. Back in the day. I mean, it was one of those oh, things that hit you in the soft yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah. George Lucas and Rod Howard. So, you know, it's just yeah. it's made well. Um, yeah. So, basically, so in, in the story, I mean, the cool thing is, too, is you get original cast back from yeah. this one. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, obviously, Work Davis is back. His wife, Guy, is back. A whole bunch of the people from the 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 halfling village, uh, you know, you have the girl warrior. I forget her name from the first one back. Uh, supposedly, you know, the main character for this show is the baby from the original Willow. Mm-hmm. It looks like he might have some returns of some of the bad guys, and just it just it looks like a good ride. So I'm I'm excited for that one too. It 
it looks beautiful, mm-hmm. but as I was watching the trailer, in the back of my head, I can already tell that this is going to be the one thing that gets kind of shuffled back. It's always going to be on the list to watch, mm-hmm. yeah. but I have the feeling that something else is always going to... It'll probably be... I'll be Sean on this one. I'll be way the yeah. hell behind. Yeah. No, that's, Not Chris that's, behind, but Sean Not behind. Chris behind, yeah. but Sean behind. I'll take it. No, that's, that's fair. I mean, I can see that. You're, you're Like, the whole, like, you know, magic and swords thing isn't usually your forte. Chris is always... Yeah, no, I kind of went away. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Cool. Um, another thing that uh, isn't part of one of the big two franchises, um, they're doing a National Treasure series. Ah, yes. When you said that there was a National Treasure uh, trailer... My first thought was a fourth movie, Nicolas Cage, been hearing about it, you know. So I was a little disappointed when I saw that it was, oh, that's not John Voight. That's, uh, you know. But, Harvey Keitel. Yeah. yeah. John Voight got canceled, I think. I think yeah, he he's, he's done. Erased. I mean, he's cooked. If, if he's finally canceled, I got to say he lasted far deeper into the cancel universe than i thought he would yeah no uh, i'm mm-hmm. um i the the trailer did nothing for me to do a national t- treasure trailer i mean i know yeah. the uh doug from the hangover popped up at the end there but yeah to do a national treasure trail without any nicholas cage reference to me is i, I love the bother. fact that he's a main character in the national treasure series and you reference the hangover instead yeah always <laughs> he's always gonna be that guy like, he is one of your big three in both yeah. of the movie or the yeah, three I, movies right yeah. yeah i i like to not have Nicholas Cage, like I don't know, is it a full remake? Okay. Is it tied? Like, is there no. any relation? No, it's just an offshoot no, series. It's tied, yeah, it's tied. It? And I still think you could see him you before could. that series is over. Yeah. They That's show the you the Ben thing. Franklin glasses, yeah. yeah, in the trailer. I mean, yeah. there's ties to the original movies, so clearly there's some connection there. Yeah, because they don't is show Harvey the glasses Keitel until they go over. To be John Voight? No, 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 different no. guy. Okay, well, no, different guy. I, I didn't hate it, but I was really distracted the whole time dealing with, oh, this is yet another Disney Plus series. I'm interested in it, but I'm not sure how interested I am when I don't have that, you know, Cage Voight history hook. Yeah. No, that's fair. This one might be the one that I miss a couple weeks here and there on it. I'll watch it, but. Yeah. yeah. See, now if I had to rack and stack, I'd probably watch this one. Before Willow, but like you were saying, it's just the way your that. entrance level. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so the 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 panel everyone was looking forward to is the Marvel panel. Um, yeah. And Marvel actually didn't come in as hot as people thought. People thought you're going to get like a Guardians of the Galaxy trailer and yeah. the cast of the Fantastic Four and. Yep. None of the movies. Got stuff. the X Men. Maybe you got nothing. Um, except for these two series. Well, well, didn't they do the? They had already like, done Guardians at San Diego. Yeah, and they had they yeah. had done the panel where they showed the Phase Six, but some they, of the Phase Six movies, but yeah, you didn't but get trailers or anything. People thought you were going to get all those. People thought you were going to get the show, like the Christmas special and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. etc. Um, and you got nothing. But, uh, but but you got a lot, just not the movie stuff. No, no, exactly, exactly. They they really they really stuck to the Disney Plus stuff. Um, so first up is. Probably the, I think on that list of stuff coming to Disney Plus initially, the most sought after was the Secret Invasion trailer. Yeah, with Return of Nick yes. Fury coming back from space. Yep. What What did you guys think about the trailer for Secret Invasion? You first, Chris. I mean, I'm in. This is one of my beloved storylines from back then, and it works. The whole you're still kind of you don't have a clear indication of to. Samuel Jackson's motivations and everything like that. I mean, you got old grizzled, like, I don't know when he became a wino in space. Like last time we saw him, he looked okay. Next thing he's all scruffy. He's got the skull cap on. He's got a bottle on his hands. We've like explaining why he stayed away. Context to be provided. Um, you think? I'm not, but I don't know. <laughs> context to be provided when you just shat on National Treasure because it didn't have your favorites. No context <laughs> to be provided there. Um, well, I, anyway. I, no, I hey, didn't see any. Me, I, tra- I didn't see any in the trailer. <laughs> right? It's, I'm, I'm it, assuming you get something as you, you get did. into the They story. gave you enough Easter eggs and they gave you enough crumbs to tie it back to. Um, yes. Tie it when back you to. See, the, yeah. 
Yeah. When you see the scene with Ben Mendelsohn meeting with the guy and then every single person, you realize that the entire restaurant is filled with scrolls. Yeah. Like little pieces there. I'm curious to see how um, the Don Cheadle of it all ties into. Mm. It's They're clearly tying it back to the larger universe in the movies. I'm, I, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how far they take it. Um, clearly you're going to have to have a large Captain Marvel component to this. Got it. As yeah. that's where you got introduced to all of this, but no, I'm in. And well, I'm, I'm where it's, I, I trust him to do it right. Yeah. I, I wanted to hear your thoughts on it because I knew your, your context. I have not read secret invasion. All I know about it is what I remember from you guys talking about it here and there over the last, you know, number of years. Um, and the Captain Marvel, you know, uh, starting to head in some of that direction with the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's the name of the race of Ben Mendelssohn's folks? Scrolls. So, okay. So it is, I couldn't remember whether it was a separate yeah. variant mm-hmm. race or it is a scroll. Right. So, so I knew we were kind of tapping that and the stuff with Fury going out into space and stuff and some of the previous stuff set, set this up. It didn't occur to me that it might be setting up like the previous Marvel series stuff that we've had have been mm. tangential at best, right? Whether it's the Netflix universe yeah. or the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I did enjoy where there was some overlap or common context, but having an a straight up MCU, I mean, I guess She-Hulk may kind of count and I'm probably forgetting something else, but having a straight up, like this is core prime universe follow through and having it come into Disney plus for a serious well, like mini series or, or season long seems like a great way to cover a core story that I don't know, but well, the other thing this does is dovetails you right into fantastic four. Yeah. Scrolls are a massive part of fantastic four. Yeah. They pop up constantly in that. Well, that's an interesting lines. way for them to, We've been talking about this. I can't believe there's still just when DJ, when you said everybody's looking forward to the Marvel panel, that's, that's a victory at this point because we are so deep into really already reaping all of the prime characters. You know, we've still got Thor going, but so much has gone by and this is interesting. You've hit a point now where I don't think Feige views it as movies versus TV. Right. It's all one it's all one Contact. storytelling device. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He can tie it together and he's assuming that anybody that cares about those movies also has Disney Plus. You're at that point. Yeah. Every yeah, yeah they just assume you pour through it all. It's gonna be interesting mm-hmm. though, like when you know you got Secret Invasion and then later on Secret Wars, you're gonna be trying to do these stories without some of the guns that are they the, ha- you know, no, they it's, have it's, to they can't they can't well, you don't you don't have Captain America, you don't have Iron Man, you don't have Hawkeye anymore, kind of. You don't have you don't have all these like these guys anymore. It's gonna be interesting. Like no. you don't have a right now you don't have an Electra spun up. So Electra was a pretty big part of Secret Invasion, wasn't she, Chris? Spider Woman? Um she was yeah. She was it's funny you, you mentioned that, Spider Woman. I literally up. this morning finished listening to the episode where you two covered Thor Love and Thunder without me because I just the previous night. Episode watched Thor Love and Thunder. Eh, fight me. Um, but you guys were talking about Electra as one of your, you know, last top three things, and I hadn't really thought well, about Well, I believe that Electra, the new Electra has been cast, hasn't she? Oh, yeah? I thought they were talking to her, I yeah. I thought I saw something come across. I'll have to go back and find it. I'm pretty sure I saw her name come across. Which, yeah. obviously, if you're going to continue to use Matt Murdock, and oh. they clearly have plans for him for the next few years here. Um, Electra will come back up. Wait. Mm-hmm. Yep, I love it all. But yeah, so there's so that that should be good. Especially because, like, I mean, I the way I got from the trailer too, it looks like they're going to try to do this storyline basically with just the Shield guys, right? It didn't seem like you're going to like mm-hmm. they didn't they. I mean, maybe they're just hiding the heroes so you don't know the roster. But it sounds like this is a Maria Hill, Samuel Jackson kind of kind of party. So no Captain Marvel. Very much so. No, no, that now, stuff. Yeah, I don't know how you're not going to bring Captain Marvel into it, though. I mean, I, I mean, eventually you have to. I think she's going to have to be let, tied let, in let, some way, let shape, Rambo or form. Let Rambo come in from the side and fill in. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't like the whole, I, I, yeah, I'm not, the whole filling thing bugs me. Like, you know, like the, the whole, you know, they, they should they figure didn't... out how to iron fist, uh, Captain you will never see Iron Fist again. No, I, I kind of, I kind of like. Someone had said, um, what you do is you have it. So Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage all got whipped, but Kingpin didn't. So as Kingpin was coming back up to power, Danny Rain tried to stop him, and Kingpin had him killed. So now you don't have to worry about Iron Fist anymore. And that's how I was like, that's actually pretty fucking smart. I mean, they should have who was who was hmm. the who was the woman that was his like partner slash love interest. Oh, Vanessa? Yeah. Like, oh, turn her, Kingpin's turn her, love uh, interest? Yeah. Like, or Danny No, Rick. no. No, it was, uh, uh, she was the one who Jess had the Henwick dojo. was oh, Jeff yeah. Henwick. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I'm like, kill Danny and have and you, her become her? Iron Fist, right? Yeah. And then, I, then I'm a good, because really, it was just bad writing, bad casting, you know. Yeah. And she was, no, I liked her. She was awesome. Jess is off making all the money right now. Oh yeah, she she's showing up in every. She did the Gray Man. She's doing um, the new Knives Out movie. Mm-hmm. She's popping up in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to see how this goes. Like I said, I mean, if you did this whole storyline with just like the street level guys, I'm cool with that. I mean, we all know like I'm all the Daredevil. Give me all the yeah. Daredevil. I don't think you can do Secret Invasion with just. I mean, you're talking an intergalactic this, threat here. Well, yeah, you I'm need, saying you need, you need the street level guys and the space guys. You can, you know, yeah. you can do this one without, you know, Thor and Iron Man and stuff like that. Yeah. But you're going to need new totally characters. In space. You're going to need new characters. And the last uh, chore we're going to talk about from D23 is, um, this one was kind of weird, right? <laughs> so, uh, they're doing Werewolf by Night. Yes. Yes. And, that, uh. You know, looks, I love a, a. It looks crazy. In your face, period. Like what I loved about Wandavision oh. in so many ways, because you're touching on different production and and lighting and stuff. This trailer made me so happy, even though I could not tell what the hell was going on. The the music, the cutting, the 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 noise, the film grain and scratch, the like everything about it was awesome. It reminded me of for anybody that grew up in the Northeast, Creature Double Feature. Yeah, like Saturday afternoon, yep. Channel Fifty Six, black and white horror movies. But the local cut trailers and hype stuff leading to that, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yeah, exactly. So exactly. Yeah. No, uh, this is this is going to be a fun one. It's a that's a deep cut, and I have a soft spot for those comics more just from the campy horror nature of all yeah. of them. Yeah, that's one of those things I hunt down. The covers are just completely fucked up um it's so werewolf by night gave us moon Knight, right correct i forget which issue it is now but i can picture the cover in my head 32 it sounds right something like that 30 something 30? i think yeah i get yeah, confused there. between the 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 tomb of dracula issue for blade and tomb of dracula's blade yeah yeah ten, right issue 10 Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I th- I think thirty two is Werewolf by Night, which is Moon Knight. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Sounds right. Expe- it sounds expensive. That's what it says. <laughs> it's an expensive book. Um, awesome cover though. All time cover. So yeah. So I mean, this is going to be they they're calling it Marvel's first foray into horror, which is weird because I thought Doctor Strange was, but I mean, I mean, is it going to be black and white like the trailer was? Is it going to be color? Is it going to be more Universal Monster? Who knows. Probably a combination of both. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It looks cool. Should be interesting. I love it. The the fact that you had Sam Remy do Doctor Strange doesn't that, by definition, make it horror? I mean, seriously, yeah. It's especially I mean, after you watch that. It, that trends was, more towards horror than. I mean, you had a zombie in that movie. It was kind of creepy. So. Yeah. I don't like zombies. Okay, so, so yeah, so uh, we got some good shows to watch basically, which is nice because. Yeah. What's better than sitting on your couch covered in Cheeto dust watching Disney Plus? Well, I'm I am mm, I'm excited for basically every one of those. Um, I actually have just started trying to watch some TV again. Obviously, I'm way far behind, but I finished uh, finished Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. I finished the last season of Discovery. I'm working through Picard. Obviously, a little Star Trek bent there. Star Trek Fest. Yeah, I'm almost caught up on She-Hulk. I, I'm halfway through the most recent fourth episode. So I've been enjoying uh, six, that. Six seasons of Star Trek and could not finish thirty minutes of She-Hulk. <laughs> uh, I'm, 
I, I'm literally eight of which were trailers that you could have fast forwarded through. I'm 15 minutes behind. You guys, I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm making your chain. I watched Thor: Love and Thunder. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I've been trying to well, to catch up. Asshole. Now's um, I mean, now's not the best week to uh to catch up on TV show because uh, this is the week everyone should be going out to the theaters. Um, yes. So, uh, I say I say much anticipated for us, but actually, it's it's actually gotten. I mean, it's the the general fairly well. Yeah. So, uh, I'm really interested to see because well, what are we talking about, DJ? Uh, Clerks three hits theaters this right. week. Clerks three that we all saw a year ago. Oh fuck you. You saw it too. No, I didn't. No, he didn't go. I saw it for the no. first time in Jersey last weekend. Oh, I you, thought you went with us. You cruel. No. He didn't make the drive. Remember, you were all gimpy and you needed somebody else to drive you down. Oh, that's You're right. Like, eh. And Sean wouldn't do it because he was a bad friend. I believe I had some shit going on, you assholes. <laughs> so yes, I saw Clerks 3 for the first time, you know, in Red Bank last weekend. Okay. Uh, so- but I saw it for the second time this week in Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, Chris saw it for the second time. Well, Chris saw it for the fifteenth time this week in Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, but um, but Chris so isn't an asshole. Chris has, quite as many, but Chris probably already has it on his phone. So are we do? <laughs> so yeah. So <laughs> I I could have I could have double clicked on the file on Kevin's laptop and watched. I know. Yeah, seriously. A month ago. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, so how do you I thought I was you, good. <laughs> how we how are we gonna do this this review? Are you doing spoilers or no spoilers? Um, I think we should do no spoilers for this. Yeah, I think one. you keep this high level and we can record yeah. another spoiler review. Right. Just because okay, people cool. the majority of people the haven't Fathom seen it. Events you give showing, them this week. Right. Thirteenth yeah. through eighteenth September. So that's literally starting tomorrow. Uh now it's extended to the twenty second. Yeah, oh, they keep adding, even, even keep adding screens uh, and yeah, adding so, shows. So just about anybody should be able to get to a Fathom Events showing to see Clerks 3, uh, you know, starting the 13th. Uh, definitely recommend it. We shouldn't talk spoilers until after, but we okay. definitely should, you know, talk about it soon. But but yeah. I think it's worth, you know, giving high-level reactions. Admittedly, we are, you know, we're in the bag for Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. Um. um. So 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 the movie picks up just like it should sixteen years after Clerks Two. Um, you know Dante and Randall own the Quick Stop, and, and none of this is, is stuff that has been given away. So, and in the movie, uh, Randall reflecting what happened to Kevin has a heart attack. Right. Um, that's in the trailer, and then decides that um, you know he's kind of wasted his life, and he wants to make a movie about his life, and that movie is Clerks, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd I'd leave it there, right? Yeah. That's yep. that's the main setup for, you know, the a definitely topically relevant autobiographical sketch of yep. the heart attack and you know everything that comes, but also tying it back full circle back to, you know, the creation of the U.S. universe. So some of the heavy meta that we started to see in reboot, but a little more artistic and and skillful <laughs> than than the reboot meta <laughs> yes yes um yeah no and it, it was cool because like so one of the one of the best things about it is that you got you kind of got the you know the band back together so obviously you know yes. Dante and Randall are back and Elias and Becky and Jay and Silent Bob but also yeah. you know mm-hmm. um Marilyn's back as Veronica mm-hmm. uh Scott comes back as you know Uncle Chewie's and so in, it was in a whole lot of soaking in the quick stop as part of it. Like, I mean, you, you, there's, it feels like a con- the store is bad. Yeah. The yeah. store is, yeah. is a main character in no the movie, question. which was, which was awesome. Um, and, so, and, you know, I love the, you know, we talk about it in a lot of different of these renewals, reboots or revisitings. There's, there's so much production value inherent in just carrying forward real time with the same actors and the same context you like not old age makeup you know not not flashbacks with bad de-aging like here kevin's literally able to use the same set mm-hmm. and the same people in That's ways rare. and footage because he actually has all like it, it it's one of the most 
amazingly produced, directed, shot, like certainly in Kevin's career, like this is mm-hmm. a, this isn't just a view askew, Kevin Smith, you know, play around movie. This really was an accomplishment like this. I, I really, really enjoyed it. It's one of those things you need a little luck involved too. Yeah. To have all those toys available to you yes. after the passage of time. You certainly can't you know. plan it that far, yeah. you know, no, that far certainly back. Certainly not. Yeah. Certainly not. Um, this one, I mean, I absolutely adore the movie, but this is made for USQ <laughs> fans. Yes. This is something that every time we get to one of these with Kevin, you guys wax poetic about how this is going to be the one to break. He, he's not trying to break new ground here. He's serving his audience and his desires with these movies, which is exactly what he should be doing here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not, he stopped looking for that $100 million movie a long time ago. Yeah. And he just wants to play with his toys and his toy box. I do think this is compared to almost every other movie. I think this is accessible. It may not be commercially successful. That's because it's, it's such a weird thing, but, but unlike pulling out dogma or chasing Amy or, or Jersey girl or any of the other, you know, mall rats, even like the idea that people are like, well, I saw clerks or I've always wanted to see it. Oh, there's clerks. One clerks. Two is colorful, funny. I can watch those two. You don't need to know anything else. Even if you don't watch those, it still sets up enough that the core story and plot of clerks three yeah, is accessible. Th- I think this is where you and I diverge. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of that story doesn't mean anything unless you have the history with those characters. If you don't have an emotional connection in yeah. that, this, the 30-year tale on this thing, yeah, that well, why the hell am I watching these two old chuckleheads stand right. around talking for I, an hour and I, a half? It's, I it's think the, that's fair. It's that shared history that provides the weight that I think really makes the movie soar. I, yeah. I'm interested to see... I think most folks that see it will have watched, maybe not over the same span of time mm-hmm. that we have, but I figure most <laughs> folks that will see it aren't going to watch a number three without seeing the first two that's it, a thing. somehow. Yeah. At which point, that's not a heavy lift for people, right? It's not like, oh, did you see Yoga Hosers? Otherwise, this is worthless, right? Yeah. And Clerks is right. probably his, the one that people have seen the oh. most, obviously. So Yes. No question. Um, it's Clerks or Rats. Yeah, yeah. The tale on Mallrats was amazingly long once that found its life on home video. Yeah, yeah, cable. No, it was. Um, but no, it, it was. It, I mean, part, the the stuff that worked in it. You know, I I had issues with a couple of things in the movie. We can't talk about, but and not issues. They're just they weren't t- to my exact liking, which we all know is that <laughs> I'm a crazy person. Mm. But um. You do get, say, you know, you guys said, you know, going back and playing with the old toys, but it's the, um, it really is a whole love letter to the process of him making Clark's one. Yes. You know, I mean, you, you recreating shots and stuff. And even like, you know, they make jokes about the, how much Randall needs to raise him money to make the new one. And it's the same amount he paid for the first, you know, all that. So <laughs> yes. it's, it, it really is, you know, and yeah. there are chunks of it that you think you heard the story before. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. You know what? It's, it's yeah, all like I've there's, heard about stuff. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple of deja vu there. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But I, it's one of those movies, too, that, it, and it's a little different probably for, you know, us being as nutty as we are, this whole thing, is that you, especially you watch it the second, so the second time, once I got past some of my hangups or whatever, hmm. you do enjoy it more, especially when you realize just how much it meant to him to make it. So you I won't know until I see it a second time. You insensitive so flawed. So in three years, um, <laughs> I could have seen it. I had tickets for Providence, but I I prioritized my family over going down to see. You know, I prioritized my family over certain happiness, personal <laughs> connection, and enjoyment. I'm shot, and I'm an idiot. <laughs> Mm. Chris is biting his tongue. I think I just drew blood. <laughs> uh, I'm better. I'm, anyway, I'm anyway. Good. what I'm trying to um, decide is whether I'm going to go to Fathom screening or screenings in the coming days alone, or whether. Oh, I'm clearly, gonna, if you're asking your family, you're going alone. 
Well, <laughs> you, you know that's true, but part of it is also the joy of considering making all three of them watch Clerks and Clerks 2 with me. I'm not sure they're really ready for some aspects of it. At the same time, they're 15 and 17, so I really, like, you know. Just hold a remote. There wasn't that much. I just did it with Harley. Uh, no, I'm not going to. And there not wasn't live that edit. much mm-hmm. that I needed to nah. really nah. skip over. I mean, if they can't handle, things- you know, unintentional necrophilia, 37 dick suckings in a row, and, yeah. uh. And you the donkey shit. Shelter him forever. Aston mouth, right? You have that also. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I skipped over that. Piece. Damn it! That's um, that's that's so. God damn it! You're right. <laughs> yeah, uh, but she saw both of them. Ninety percent of both of them. Yeah. Which was more than enough. But the kid completely broke down at the end of two. Oh yeah. Like I showed Kev a picture the other night of her just blubbering. I had to grab my phone and take a snap because. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't have that reaction at the end of two. Yeah. I'm like, oh, after how that ended in the show we were just a witness to here. Mm-hmm. But no, it it's the whole relationship between the two characters yep. that really got her. And that's that's kind of coloring my opinion on yep. how you were saying you, this is accessible. I don't think so. I don't think you get to this you gotta be invested. without that well, foundation. I, think there's, yeah. I do think there's a space between what I mean by accessible and having the full impact. Right. I can't expect it's an arbitrary audience member to feel it the way you feel it or or we have felt it. But I do think somebody can casually sit and watch it and still feel the the arcs and emotions. So I was sitting right in front of Heather Harley and I were sitting right in front of a boyfriend and girlfriend at the Red Bank show. Mm-hmm. Right. This is the home show. Yes. I mean, this is where the cheers are going to be louder. People are going to be hooping and hollering. You're going to have to go watch it again. No, but some of the people there aren't there because they're fans. Some are there. Well, well, here's, and here is where I take your argument and just smack it around and throw it in the gutter. Mm -hmm. The guy, huge fan. Mm -hmm. He came, he came dressed like DJ for Christ's sakes. The whole thing, right? You know, he was ready for the event. The girlfriend, not so much. So he's sitting right over my left shoulder, right mm-hmm. behind me on the aisle. She's sitting to my right. So I can kind of see her over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. He is loving yeah. every second of this. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes in, I audibly hear her say, in a this is fucking awful. <laughs> and I'm like, and there it is. So you have somebody steeped in the whole U.S. universe yeah. who this was made for him. He's been waiting years, a decade to see these guys come back. And here was the girlfriend who had no, she was there as a tag girl along. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, so that, this does. That's the reason I want, I'm looking forward to seeing it again, you know, for the second time, like a normal person. And, yeah. and the one thing that I took away from my experience of the movie right around that 20 mark, 20 minute mark was I it there was something about that, and I need to go rewatch to contextualize. There's something about the beginning, the la- latter part of the beginning that did feel it felt a little bit hacky or light or like the jokes, like it was it it, it was something about. Do you think it was a hair too meta? Like I, no, is I that think where you got to the point? I, oh. My recollection is that some of some Randall lines. While they're behind the counter, might have been jokes or something, rang a little bit like there's no body here. But in retrospect, I think you and I maybe even talked about it at the end. Mm. I wonder if some of that was the setup for the – because it was pre-heart attack, right? So some of it might have been the light context setup before the heart attack and you get some of the more emotional and deeper – you know, more seriously yeah. funny things. Yeah. And so I want to go back to see it, to see whether it feels artful or whether there really was some weakness there. Um, I mean. DJ, what we need is Max. Max yeah, we, could tell we, us we need, exactly. We need Max. To, yeah. We need Who's Max? Max? Max is the 12-year-old kid we're going to replace you with one of these days on the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> DJ, as we were in line I mean, for I a have picture, such said, a complex well, internal reaction to that. It's not a simple one. He, I can tell no, you. No, Max is uh, Max is. He kid, goes we, deeper than any of us. This, this this kid's a hoot, man. So we met we met this kid at Fan Expo Boston. Um, 
I brought one of my extra pops and I was like, I was going to find some kid in line and, and, you know, bless him with a pop to get signed. So you have to worry about an eight by 10 or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he ended up being the kid that I gave the pop to. And then a week later he was in Harley's film camp class. (gasps) They were in group. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was at the show. So, you know, he, I talked to him in line and stuff. And then when we got in there, you know, I told him how to like, make sure you like, who's the credit set, run up to where the microphone's going to be. So you can ask a question or whatever. And yeah, yeah. Kevin adores this kid now. <laughs> it's like, it gets, kids hilarious, man. Yeah. But now, um, but yeah, the thing with the, the Randall stuff in this, I'm trying to do it without being spoiler, but it yeah. seems like yeah. after in, in credit, I don't, I mean, obviously Kevin probably wrote it this way, but at least to me, it seems like Randall after the heart attack, isn't as Randall. As you want him to be, he's not as you know, he's not as waka waka. But that's, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of earned the effect of the heart attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And then, but I I don't know. I mean, so I obviously, I you know, the 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 stick between Randall and Dante is probably my favorite thread throughout the all the Vierski movies. I just love that dialogue. So not having that. Well, I kind think of, you got and not having enough some of that it, for me. But yeah. You got some of it. But I mean, but the performances in the movie are great. So I mean, yes. obviously, like one thing I was worried about going into this movie was like, you know, we we were lucky enough to go down and see the uh the version of Corks Three that didn't happen and we were able to see the script reading and on yeah. that night mm-hmm. O'Halloran just killed it. Yeah. Killed it. And I was like, yeah. ah I was like, how do you top that? But he he's he's brilliant yeah. in this yeah. movie. He really is. I um Yeah. And surprisingly, like, and this, like my favorite part of the whole movie is honestly, it's Trevor. Elias oh, is yeah. my favorite part of this whole <laughs> yeah, movie. Sure Elias <laughs> is awesome. And well, he comes he's back pure... out of the house like every 15 years to do a movie, yeah. and then he just goes yeah. back to doing whatever and, he's doing. And... and the part about Elias, like the, the running gag with Elias that you find out through that, I, I love so much this movie, ended up kind of being his idea, which was I thought was kind of cool too. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's 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 some. If you're a fan of this stuff, there's something for everyone. I think in this, and you can yeah. everyone can kind of see it in a different way because I see it differently than you guys see it, and you know, yeah. so on and so mm-hmm. on. Well, I definitely. I mean, you you said one thing I did want to hit on the, and some of it's just again getting to this point where certainly for those of us that have been following along all these years, there is some emotion inherent in seeing these older versions, you know literally older versions of these characters. So you get a little emotional, free, free emotion just from the time that you've gone through. But, but the performances around some writing, that's a little more digging into, you know, friendship, relationship, you know, meaning of life stuff and some tough situations. Uh, Jeff Anderson as Randall, Brian O'Halloran as Dante and Marilyn Gigliotti as Veronica each have some flat out dramatic scenes that have some mm-hmm. deeper emotion and, you know, some negative emotion, certainly in some of it. And, and the way those are performed and pulled off is really, really good. And there's one particular shot of, that's a direct recreation of Brian's original actual performance in quick stop laying back on the cooler um, and, you know, shot from above where you're seeing Brian as Dante actually saying, I think it might literally be the lines from clerks, but, but you're not seeing Dante, the character you're seeing Dante as Brian O'Halloran, the actor because Dante's playing himself. So you're actually seeing a human performance of the actor rather than just watching the Dante performance in Clerks. And there was so much just reality and earned emotion and context That's, from that performance. Just Well, amazing. you just nailed the word. Yeah. See, it is, I mean, Brian's performance was incredible in that. But you don't get to that performance unless you've earned it through the previous two movies. Yes. There is the yeah. weight of 30 years of friendship and yeah. all that back history for these characters. Yeah. That comes together in that one moment. Yeah. It so I think you kind of talk about the emotional weight of this and everything. I think for me, and we've talked about this a little bit on the show before, where I like that Kevin Smith. Yeah. I fucking adore Kevin. Yeah. As a person. Yeah. And 
it's interesting when you see, and I've said it, it's two different people. Yeah. Yep. This was the most Kevin movie. Yes. That I've seen. He's not necessarily, I mean, he's out there to entertain. Yeah. But you see a hell of a lot more of his heart yeah. in this one, which seems kind of weird coming from a Quirks movie, but you can see him coming through this yeah. more yeah. than- But but that's, that, that's this beautiful arc, right? The Clerks characters and story have gone through, we're, we're 30 years in, right? 94. You can only do that with a built-in fan base. Yeah. And you can only do it having earned it over time too, right? right? So- a more mature perspective, drama, emotion at this phase coming from one that was really focused on the, the edginess and thrashing of immaturity, right? It's just such, I love it. It's not the same and, thing. It's something yeah. earned. And he said it on tour. He, that guy couldn't work today. Right. First was written in a time period where the internet didn't exist. Right. Yeah. Everybody watching these movies knows more edgy content <laughs> than Kevin could possibly come up with. Right? Yes. Yeah. So it has to take a different little tilt there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So when are you going to see it, Sean? Um, I don't know if if uh, right. I mean, it makes sense for me to try to go see it this week before I I start work i don't know if we talked about it i have i have a job i'm going back to the you know nine to five world starting monday so so i don't know if you want to you know if you guys want to go see it some night let me know i'm checking my tickets now because i know i have tickets to go with mark because he's oh wasn't going to wait until the boston show i'd love i think we're going uh friday night i'm going to check it out at regal we do that um yeah, I'll put it's uh, he was busting my balls. I think that's gonna be like seven or eight by the time I <laughs> finish seeing it with him. Yeah. Uh I probably won't see it again until the Boston show. I'll end up hitting I have two more on the schedule now and I'll probably end up batting When it, when is the Boston another show? Three or I four? actually didn't buy tickets. There's it hasn't been announced yet. Oh it's gonna oh, be sometime good. in November. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um but there's still a handful of dates still to be announced. This tour is going to be a little shorter than the reboot one was. Um, I think it's only 45 cities. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued. Right, the the whole decision to road show it, plus the Fathom events, with the expanded Fathom theaters and screens and show times. Starting to go into a mini pseudo wide release, but still one very contained. I'm really interested to see where the so-called box office comes out because it's such a non-standard thing. Um, yeah, it's and so I don't enough. want to make predictions. Oh, it's gonna, it's well, it's oh, going to be profitable it regardless, and it yeah. doesn't matter, right? Because mm -hmm. the the fathom they were going to be fine with just a handful of dates. Oh yeah. So Lionsgate's math on this already worked out they're getting the money back they know what they're going to get back from dvd and blu-ray sales oh it's, international yeah they're in the black on day one on this thing but just because this, he's able to do this so could cheap. earn so much more exposure of the overall catalog and his universe films like this i don't know i don't want to get my hopes up well like i mean the, the jersey girl we we may get an extended jersey girl it's already release. coming i know that's already in the works <laughs> yeah so like, but like Chris says, like it's the Blu-ray stuff, you know, it's like we yeah. are, he said a couple of times, like we're the fan base that still buys this shit on disc because we like to get signed. So like they, why you know, they looked at the, uh, the sales numbers for the discs for a reboot and went, holy shit, what is going on? You know? So that's what got this made. Yeah. You guys want to try that's to get, what uh, may get Matt's mall rats made. Yeah. Um, so before we get into how you guys want to give, can you guys give this thing a score? Like a. Something out of ten. I'm very distracted by Sean jerking it in the I'm not jerking it. I'm just to, getting some trying to pretend to exercise powers. here. You didn't stand <laughs> shit. You never get out of that chair. Sean's a maniac. I, I have hardly maniac. been in this chair in weeks. Oh, oh, oh. 
<laughs> no, that wouldn't <laughs> tail him getting out of the chair too. For a jerk B four. Um, um, so if we I picture Sean school, having a machine that does that for him, he just kind of walks up to it. And, <sighs> I, I wish that sounds wonderful. Um, so let's do it in top three order, right? So my my rating for this, um, I, I I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a a, a nine. Um, it, you know, in terms of my overall, just comparing apples to apples movies, it's up there for me in terms of earned emotion, enjoying what I saw, right? In terms of, uh, in terms of Kevin's whole catalog, I, I really need to go back and think about it. It may actually be my favorite movie. We'll see how recency bias, you know, shakes out over time, but yeah. it's, I think you said it, Chris, this is like this isn't a movie that's a standalone thing. Like part of its power is because of everything that's come before it. So it's almost not fair to compare. Like I love it because of everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll I'll call it a flat, flat public nine. Um, I kind of waffle. That's where I started. There's little things that were tweaked from the first viewing to the second. Yeah. That this part After that I talking like to you, better. I've got one thing now stuck with me and it really bugs me because I've come to There's, agree with you and it does bug me. But it works. I mean, I understand. It works. Oh, it I'm not works. giving it's any spoil. Yeah. I understand why it yeah. was done. But certain beats. I can never get it. I back. reacted to certain <laughs> beats differently yeah. the first time than I did the second time. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's bad, right, wrong, or indifferent. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm I'm in that same spot. It's an eight and a half, nine. Um, I think if I was to rank all of the Kevin movies, I'd have to kind of lump the three of them together because it's one contained story. Yeah. There's individual ones that it, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, it probably would still come in after Amy and dogma. Yeah. It would probably come in third behind those two for me for other reasons, you know? Yeah. There's, um, but yeah, I think it's a solid eight and a half, nine. Probably gonna go seven and a half. Yeah. Um. There's, there's. I, I have two big problems that kind of throw it off for me. I can't, that I can't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So, Quirks Two is my favorite of the Quirks movies. I think Quirks Two is the most rewatchable of all his movies. I could watch that movie almost daily. I just like that movie a lot. So. It's. Um, of, it's. It, it's full of independently enjoyable scenes. That you know, it it, mm-hmm. it really is, and half the time, like I don't think I've watched it end to end for probably seven or eight years, maybe longer. Oh, really? But it's been a while. Yeah, every time a clip has come out in the past couple of years, it's something where I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. Like even the ones I know very well, like the Lord of the Rings stuff, it's still every time it comes up, it's such a nice, fresh, standalone piece of awesome, and the color. Mm-hmm. The colors of that movie, especially the movie stuff, just like oh, something about problem. it just loves, yeah. you know, I love that. Nice. Okay. So top three this week, um, we didn't kind of go too deep because we were, I was, we were trying to figure it out on the fly, but, uh, one thing, other thing that happened this weekend was it was the start of the 2022, 23 NFL football season. Yay. Uh, Yay. Because our schedules suck and we suck. Yay. We didn't do any kind of like football precursor this year, which is fine. Um, but so we're going really generic this week on top three. Uh you're sitting at home watching football. What are your top three football snacks? Yeah, well, I, I, I do wanna protest myself that I think we did this before Possible. in relation Possible. to Super Bowl or something else. Yeah. But it's been like Possible. a couple sure years or more. That's fine. Yeah, um, but Super Super Bowl you kind of go a little more up and over, like over the top for like, this is just like yeah, stuff maybe. you can just grab real quick and So I'm I'm not gonna have any honorable mentions. I'll just say my honorable mentions will be all of your honorable mentions plus all of your top three. The ones that aren't in my top three are absolutely my honorable mentions. As long as you so don't have to cook up the show, the, anything the, that yeah. shows up. Without a doubt, I don't, I'm not cooking anything. Food. So, anything yeah. that shows up. Yeah. My honorable mentions Fair. are anything put out for me to eat. There we go. Anything that puts out. Got it. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Honorable mentions? No, no honorable I kept it tight to the top three. Okay, I'll do I'm one sure real we quick. we went deep the last time we did. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so real quick, there's something we have almost weekly 
So it's always there, but it's it's hell of a good onion dip in, in ruffles or wavy yeah. rays or something yep. like that. Absolutely. Big chips and dip. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay, Sean, number three. So my number three, it I mean, again, I have an infinite love for pretty much anything you can eat. So you know, the things Don't that came to mind. Herring. My number three is pizza. Because pizza. it's a type of thing that it's... you can lay out on a table and whether there's one of you or 25 of you, it, it's just a known thing. You go pick up some pizza, you grab beer, whatever. You you can easily self-serve, you know, walk in and out between plays, things like, you know, it's just, pizza's a great self-serve thing. <laughs> My number three is the same. I want pizza slash calzones. All right. Like any kind of finger food that you're just laying it out on the counter and yep. grazing for the entire day. Yeah. Same idea. You nice. just make a bunch of them and leave them out for everyone. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, my number three is not only one of my favorite football foods, one of my favorite just foods in general, um, Italian sausages and peppers. Mm. Mm-hmm. They just do the big crock pot full of sausage and peppers and you have buns out or whatever. You're just serving them, just scooping them on a plate. I, I love the sausage. I, I'm not being in the peppers. Wait, hold on. I got to isolate that clip real quick. <laughs> is that the title? The title of this week's episode is Sean, Sean loves, loves the, the sausage. sausage. Sean loves the sausage. Damn it. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> I Night, do. folks, the trick worked. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, Max. <laughs> uh, all right. Yes, continue. Sausage, peppers, and onions. Yep, there you go. Uh, uh, number two, Sean. <laughs> my number two is, uh, oh, I just realized I read mine out of order. So technically, pizza is my number two, <laughs> but, but it made it my number three. So my number two you already said in your honorable mentions, chips and dip. Okay. Um, my favorite is actually ruffles and like a French onion dip or whatever. But the fact is ranch dip, uh, even a good seven layer dip, like a, you know, go to beans, Mexican mm-hmm. like a taco dip kind of thing. Yeah. But, but it's gotta be like, it's gotta chicken. be ruffles or something very similar. It's gotta not break in the dip. It can't yeah, be no, too nice greasy. Chip. I don't want the, Kettle, like I enjoy all kinds of chips, but the kettle chips are a little too hard. Like I like Ruffles yeah. and Helleva is is a great example of this. Yeah, yeah, excellent. All right, um, my number two is any kind of wings, preferably boneless, but I don't yeah. really discriminate there. Yeah, um, and again, everything that I put on this list, it's all your quick grab finger type foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything you throw on a little plate, go eat graze for the entire day yeah so any that's type a, of that's wings. a key piece of it is you have to be yeah. able to it has to the be able to largely eating. sit out you got to be able to get up get down you have to be able to serve it to yourself and eat it without really having to look at it that much because you got to mm-hmm. be able to you know football is such a weird on again off for 10 times <laughs> on again you know type of yeah. thing way too commercial too many commercials oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, just to keep the train rolling, my number two is also wings and boneless wings. Mm-hmm. Your chicken bites yeah. or anything like that. It's yeah. the same thing, just chicken, chicken good. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm I am I'm a hundred percent boneless. I cannot yeah, bite me. Um I can do bone and wings, but I end up I just, wasting three it's quarters. It's too of much it. work, it's I'm, too messy, I'm it's too much one waste. Chunk of meat off there and it's gone. Yeah. I need to show you how to eat bone and wings and you just I really don't you I don't want need to show, you to show me to anything that involves you shoving meat in your mouth. Um, so my number one. Okay, sausage uh, boy. <laughs> my number one uh, was the immediate first thing that came to mind. And I really just think it's a permanent all-timer. Cheese and crackers. You want to put some pepperoni out there? Mm-hmm. Great. I will enjoy the pepperoni. But give me some nice, like... A Ritz, always great, but you get the butterflies, the toast. You know, there's lots of Wheat different- Wheat Triscuits, oh, I don't oh, oh. any of them. I like I Triscuits, all. but I tend to appreciate non-Triscuit things. The, the club extra- crackers. Oh, Club, club crackers, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Anything awesome. buttery and yeah. But mm-hmm. just give me cheese cubes, cheese slices, uh, a wide variety of cheeses. I like your Swisses, your Gavardis. Just pepperoni your, out there. Oh, yeah. You're good to go. And the problem is that that, like, I can eat- an arbitrary amount of it. Like you put it out, you better be able to, to keep it, you know, refilled a bunch of times or be prepared to <laughs> resent my presence in the room. Yeah. Cheese and cool. Excellent. 
Uh, my number one is also cheese based. Uh, queso and chips. Ah. Queso and tortilla chips. Um, especially if you that do that falls right into with, like, my some, chips and di- like into the right, yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. You do a little queso with ground beef or something like mm-hmm. something you can just oh. sit there and eat vats of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the same thing. I'm not a huge French onion dip fan, but you put queso out, I will just eat that all day long. Devour it. We usually do that's something we usually do a crock pot of that just to keep it warm. Yeah. Go over, give it a little stir, and mm-hmm. help yourself all day. Good to go. Awesome. So my number one is a, a variation of something we've already talked about. Um Tostinos pizza rolls. Yeah, that's uh, pizza yeah, rolls. Yeah, wow. I love I love pizza going... rolls. I I I do as well. Like that, definitely. I I you can... want to talk about like not having to look. I can just literally. It's they're basically pizza M and M's for me. Mm. Yeah, just throw handfuls. That reminds me of jalapeno yeah. poppers. One yeah, of the and most the other two... calorically yeah. horrible mm. things I've ever eaten, but mm, so good. And the other thing too with pizza rolls is since the invention of air fryers, the pizza roll has just ascended so because better. you can do. In eight minutes, you could have super crispy, like well done pizza rolls, and they're just they're heaven on earth. No preheating ovens, no bullshit. Really hungry now. Same thing with the tater tots at home now. Oh you god, can, you yeah. can get them okay in the oven, but now in an air fryer. Tater. Nope, because I like my, my I like my tater tots just super well done, like extra extra crispy. Yeah, so, so do I. We yeah. don't have an air fryer. Mm. You need to go buy an air fryer because it. You need to write your life. Christmas list now, sir. It mm. it yeah. does it, and it, it, it does it does it it changes things. It really does. Especially like now the any kid of these can cook here. for herself. Mm. Like she's learned how to use this in a multitude of different ways to make. Some- yeah, especially like yeah, especially like if you're a nugget person, or your kid's a nugget person. Mm. Super crispy nuggets, pizza or something. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's good eats. We are definitely pro uh, pro nuggets. There you go. So and sausage, Sean, obviously. Sean had uh, pizza, chips and dip, and cheese and crackers. Chris had pizza, all kinds of wings, and queso and chips. And I had sausages and peppers, wings, and pizza rolls. Mm. Nice. Awesome. Now we are recording at lunchtime, which is relatively rare. Yeah, this I'm this yeah. I'm freaking starving now. I'm gonna go put pizza rolls and chicken fries in the air fryer. And in eight minutes I'll have food. I'm gonna go find a sausage and think of DJ. There you go. Make sure it's there a big go. one. <laughs> have a good night, everybody. He's good to go. Later, kids. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>